For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the 2021 NFL Draft and the 2021 NCAA Tournament for Lacrosse. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Chris, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Chris, we'll get you started on this one. Two Syracuse players were taken in the NFL draft, and we'll start with Andre Sisco. He was the first Syracuse player off the board in the third round with the 65th overall pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you like the fit? Well, there's certainly a need there. Uh, I think he's a guy that can help them. Uh, I think he's got some range. I think he's got some toughness. I think he's got good instincts. It's certainly a need for them. So uh, I do. Um you know, uh, it's a team that's not very good, that's got a lot of open spots, so he's got a real chance to compete there. Chris, last time we spoke, we talked about Afatu Melifanwu, and you mentioned of the three Syracuse draft prospects, he was the best of the bunch. He ends up going later in the third round after Andre Sisco, number one overall to the Detroit Lions. How do you like him there, and do you think he can get early playing time? I think, um, I don't know about playing, I think he can contribute, particularly in their sub packages. Um, that's a team that's also rebuilding, obviously, with the new staff, new coach. I think the, you know, the playmaking ability, I think, um, I think the, the measurables, I think they like to, to fit what they want to do defensively. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good that I think, you know, just like Andre, neither one of those teams are very good, so there's a chance to compete, have an impact. Um, you know, how early? Always depends. It depends on, you know, um, how they develop, how quickly they pick up things, and obviously that's relative to um, you – relative to, to the talent that they have there and, and how they're able to um, – to get an opportunity to have a chance to compete. But I, I think that uh, Melifano is a, a talented guy that's got some of the um, requisites that you look for to come in and, and compete and, and help that team at least, you know, early on. And Chris, we'll get you out of here on this one. The last of the Syracuse trio was Trill Williams. We thought he might get taken with one of the later picks in the draft. He ends up going undrafted but signs with the New Orleans Saints. So I have two questions for you. One, were you surprised no one scooped him up in the draft? And two, do you think he can make the team? 
you know, he had a grade that, that could put him in or out late. And so I, I think the fact that his size, um, you know, you, you could make a case for him getting drafted late. But then you can also make the case of, you know, why he wouldn't get drafted. He's, you know, he's got good size. Um, he can play multiple spots. I don't think he's he's a, a sound fit in any one area, but he's really good in a lot of areas. So finding the niche is going to be his key. You know, he's played outside, you know, corners, played some in the slot. He's played some at safety. He's played a lot at nickel. I think that's where he finds his niche personally. We'll see. Um, you know, I think that, you know, he's strong enough to play the run. He's a willing enough tackler. Strong, you know, I think he's he can get off press coverage. Um, you know, but, it, you know, he doesn't move all that well, I think, outside. You know, you look at how he plays and look at his three-cone drill and his times, you know, it's just – you know, he's a little bit limited athletically, and that's why I think he probably went undrafted. But somebody that sees – I know the Saints had him, you know, with a with a draftable grade. But remember what we talked about the last time was there are more players with draftable grades than there are spots to put them. So, you know, there's, there's always going to be some of those guys that are going to linger out there. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the program again. Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. He's been a coach, scout, and administrator at the college and NFL levels, giving us awesome insight into the 2021 NFL Draft. Chris, thanks so much for the time. We'll speak with you soon. Hey, look forward to it. Thanks a bunch. Appreciate you having me. Best of luck. Great stuff from Chris on the three Syracuse defensive backs now in the NFL. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, the bracket for the 2021 NCAA tournament for lacrosse is out, and Syracuse matches up against number 5 Georgetown. What do you think of this opening round matchup? I think it's a pretty good matchup right off the bat. Uh, top of the head thoughts, Wes, for Syracuse getting Georgetown, the Big East Conference champion. And these two teams haven't played in lack since 2013. Wow, that's really a long time ago. And Big East days before Syracuse joined the ACC. And 2013 also happens to be the last time that Syracuse made it to championship weekend. So this is a really uh, important test for the Syracuse program. Uh, Georgetown tied Denver for the Big East uh, co-regular season championship, then beat Denver 10-9 to in the Big East tournament. Of course, Syracuse and the ACC did not have a conference tournament this year, and the ACC was the best conference in men's Division I college across during the season, and Syracuse certainly got into the tournament because of its two wins over Virginia in the Dome and on the road, and uh, because of the strength of the ACC as a whole, along with the fact that the Ivy League did not play this year. I think if the Ivy League did play, there might have been at least two, if not three teams, and that might have bumped Syracuse out of the 16-team NCAA field. But uh, Georgetown has has a very good midfield. I, I don't think they're quite as good as Syracuse's starting midfield. But, you know, there's so much parity in Division One lacrosse today. All teams have sharp shooting, scoring types at attack. All teams have really good first unit midfielders, short stick midfield, uh, defensive long stick midfield. And most teams have pretty capable goalkeepers. So on a neutral field in the postseason, in a single elimination tournament, you know, there's certainly a lot there for Syracuse. But 
I think the Orangemen are going to come to play in the postseason, and I'm looking for a pretty uh, positive showing in the first round and moving on with a win over Georgetown in the tournament. Okay, Brad, so you're calling upset. So assuming Syracuse gets by Georgetown, how far do you see them getting? Well, that will be interesting because, as the bracket shows, Syracuse would play the winner of the Virginia Bryant game at Hempstead, Long Island. And, you know, Syracuse has those two wins, as I've just mentioned, against Virginia, which really propelled them into the NCAA tournament, uh, winning by 10 goals in the Dome and winning by two on the road in Charlottesville. And both were really big wins. Uh, the, The first win in the Dome came after the Orange were shocked by Army in the season opener. And then the win in in Virginia came after the week before Syracuse had been decimated by North Carolina, 21-9 in the Dome. So those were really important wins in the course of the season and, of course, as it turned out, to get into the NCAA tournament. I like the Syracuse matchup against Virginia. I think it's the best matchup they have as compared to the other uh, ACC schools. North Carolina, by the way, being the top seed in the tournament. Duke, who Syracuse lost by one goal, the number two seed. And then it was somewhat surprising to me that Notre Dame, a team that really handled the Arch in both regular season games, was the number six seed in the tournament. But I like the SU matchup against Virginia. Again, on a neutral field, I I think that's the Syracuse's advantage. And, you know, it's certainly, again, so much parity. It usually seems to come down in the postseason to final possessions or who wins a critical faceoff. But I really like the matchup Syracuse has, you know, eyeing a berth in the championship weekend uh, with games against Georgetown and then most likely against Virginia. I really like Syracuse's matchup and the chances they have to advance to the national semifinals again for the first time since 2013. And Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. I'm going to stick with lacrosse, West, but flip over to the women's side, and congratulations to the Syracuse women's lacrosse team, the number three seed in the NCAA tournament. And there's one glaring omission to head coach Gary Gates' resume. That's winning a national championship at Syracuse. He's come close. He's played for the title a couple of times. Will this be the year that Gary Gates can get the Syracuse Orange women's lacrosse team over the top and get that gold trophy and championship game weekend. And so good luck to the Syracuse women's team as a number three seed in that tournament. Brad, my closing thoughts are on former Syracuse track star Justin Knight. There will be an orange flavor in the 2021 Summer Olympics in Tokyo this year as Knight ran under the Olympic standard and finished second in the men's 1,500-meter run on Sunday at the USATF Golden Games. We all know Knight from Syracuse as the 2018 NCAA champion in the indoor 5K, and he was also a 2017 NCAA cross-country champion. What an accomplishment for Knight, and looking forward to watching him this summer in Japan. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I find a shirt is most similar to a napkin when I don't have a napkin. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast. Part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. 
If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.